Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval. What's going on, everybody? Tyler Drake here with Cardinals Corner alongside my trusty co-host, Lauren Colville, once again. But we've got a special one for you guys this week as Bernhard Sykovitz is in the building with us today. Psycho, how you doing, man? How's the offseason going? And thank you for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Um, offseason is going great so far. Um, taking a little time off, but getting back into it right now. What's been the, uh, what's been the I guess, the activity of choice being away from football? What's been the go-to thing? Not too productive. I played a lot of video games, spent a lot of time with my girlfriend who is here. So yeah, not not a lot going on the first couple of weeks after the season ended for us. Um, but now just going back to lifting and you know doing more productive stuff. Okay, what's the video game of choice? Uh, Call of Duty. Okay, okay. You get on there with Kyler at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's pretty good. <laughs> I heard so too. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies outside of football? Um, yeah, not too much. I, I like cooking sometimes and um, just doing stuff with my hands like I would build stuff when I'm back home over here not too much uh, because there's not too much time Um, but yeah I like I like to do any sport like climbing or hiking Um, I do like activities um, all of them but yeah no like I'm not a musical um, talent or um, you know nothing crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's that's good good. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to this offseason as far as your own growth on or off the field well obviously I want to get bigger faster stronger um, and become a more dominant football player Um, outside of football um, I haven't set any big goals for myself Um, I want to stay a happy person live a happy life um, have a good relationship with my girlfriend with my family um, all that good stuff Um, but yeah most of my goals setting happens in football nice what uh you you talked about getting outdoors stuff have you hiked camelback or anything like that yeah for sure that's usually like if ever i get visited from someone back home i take them up there some of them like it some of them don't um (laughs) um, because it kind of takes it by surprise like you you you're used to the mountains back home which are way taller than camelback but uh, the hike is way different because camelback is so steep um so it's like zero to 100 super quick um, and back home it's more gradual yeah. Um, so yeah even even though they're experienced hikers some of them get caught by surprise <laughs> where are some of the places you like to take people that, that come visit um, so usually people are not here longer than a week um, so you do I think the typical I take them to top, top golf okay. hike camelback okay. um, sometimes take them to a shooting range because that's an American th- thing you know <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, those three football game, basketball games, stuff like that. Um, just yeah, stuff like that, and maybe one or two places to eat. Okay. Yeah. You've been over here a few years now. Is there anything that still gives you culture shock? Um, no, I would not say so. Um, 
or at least I don't think so. Um, I couldn't think of anything at the top of my head right now, but no. Also at the beginning, I, f- I feel like I never had like a culture shock. I-, I think the biggest shock I had was just when it comes to football, how big everything is, how important everything is over here, um, how much attention sports in general, but football also get over here. I think that was the biggest difference, but living in a city and stuff like that, that's what I'm used to. I'm, I come from a bigger city than Phoenix. Um, so that wasn't a real big shock for me. Um, yeah, maybe just the language, obviously. Yeah. Um, there was some getting used to and because it's still different whenever you learn something in school and then you actually have to speak it with humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like topics you don't really learn. Like I struggled super hard when I talked about regular stuff like food and stuff because I never learned how to say stuff in English. You learn how to ask like, how are you? I'm good. Like learn how to write stuff. But um, yeah, so I would say language and sports is the biggest. Okay. It's been, well, this is fourth year now. Mm-hmm. How has that ride been for you? I know, obviously, you haven't gotten in there for a regular season game yet. You have some preseason action. But how have you managed to, I guess, just balance the continuing need to get better, but also maybe harbor some of that frustration that maybe you're not getting those looks in a game? Yeah, um, well, it's, it's tough, obviously, because um, you sacrifice a lot to be here and um, – Obviously, I know I'm in a. I can say I'm blessed to be here, and um, every, there's a lot of people back home that want to be in my situation. So um, you can never complain when you're in a situation like this. But also on the other hand, you, as I said, sacrifice so much, and obviously deep inside you know that you can do it just as well as anybody else. So you want to get the opportunity and stuff like that. But you also know that it's it's a journey and it's a road you have to kind of be patient on. Yeah. So that's it's it's a back and forth in my head. You know, like sometimes when when you have good days, it's like, oh, this is like I'm on the right track. And yep. then sometimes um, it's it's just a lower feeling. But yeah, it, it's been a ride. Um, it's been a journey. Um, I'm trying to do the best I can, and um, that's really all I can do. So that whenever the opportunity comes, I'm ready. You came to the Cardinals via the International Player Pathway program. For people who don't know what that is, how would you describe that? I would say it's um, an organization put in by the NFL in order to have more people from all around the world playing the sport in the biggest league. Um, There's probably marketing behind it, um, but also there's, like the people I know from the IPP, they're just focused on having the best people from around the world in the leagues so they can make it and um, like Jakob Johnson, um, Ephel Bada, like there's a couple of guys that made it through this program and are huge role models back home Um, so that's really the main purpose of this thing to improve or get more people to play the sport outside of the u.s but yeah it's basically you get invited it's like like this year it's 16 people that got invited to img academy they're there right now practicing um and you have a three-month training camp basically um where you do drills you have 
your coaches. Some people never played football, so they get their first helmet and shoulder pads and stuff to see what it feels like. Um, and then after that, in my case, we went to um, Florida University and did our pro day with them. Um, and then it's um, on the teams to decide which one they want to take out of the whatever many people, however many people um, there are in this year. Um, and then they get allocated to a team. Um, I think it's going to be different from now on because I think the rules changed a little bit, but I'm not too sure on that. But that's how it was with me. I got allocated to the Cardinals and they had this international spot for three years, which just ended. Um, so yeah, they basically give them a time to learn, adjust, because um, most of them didn't play college football, so it's a big transition for them. Um, and yeah, the, the idea is to give them some time to learn and then translate into being a regular NFL player. Yeah, and you're back on a futures deal. Uh, but yeah, the International Pathway Player Player Pathway Program, <laughs> if I say it all right. Yeah, it just changed to now they opened up another practice squad spot, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it just seems like there's more of a chance for you now to potentially get elevated, whereas last, just these past three years, it seemed like there was a lot of steps you had to go through to potentially get to that active roster. Am I wrong there? Yeah, the way I understood it is um, that you have to uh, clear waivers for three weeks okay. or something like that. So really unrealistic that yeah. if someone gets injured that they're going to put you on waivers for three weeks and then say, oh, in three weeks you're going to be you know, in the active because um, we have an injured player. Um, but now I think it's supposed to work just like any other practice roster cool. um, and you can get elevated whenever and yeah, whenever they need you. Did uh, Have you had anybody that is maybe going through it this year talk to you maybe for some tips or anything or as anybody in the past that's gone through the program uh with the change in how the roster spot just, works no just just in general with the pathway program in itself just knowing that you've been on a team for three years and oh. maybe trying to pick your brain a little bit oh yeah for sure um in general we are all like like a family i would say because we're like everybody comes from a different place but in in a way we're all the same that yeah. go through this ipp like some people went to college some people didn't and but we're all kind of trying to prove something here because all of them um, got rejected or denied um, at some point um, for example Jakob Johnson he played for Tennessee um, five years and then he didn't get drafted or anything uh, went back to Germany came through the IPP um, and now he's playing in the league you know um, so we all have that chip on our shoulder and we all trying to prove something together so it's um, whenever you have questions you can ask one of the guys and um, they're usually happy to talk to you. Cool. And what made you want to leave Austria and come play football in the States? Um, well, um, the NFL is the best league you can play football in. Um, I never really thought I'm going to be over here playing football. Um, I, I grew up playing quarterback, then changed to receiver, and now I ended up as a tight end. So I had a lot of change in my career back home. So college football was never any um, real possibility because I never really um, played a position long enough to be like, hey, I play this position. Uh, do you need me? So yeah, I, I kind of had this um, scratched off my list. Um, and then IPP came along and obviously I, I want to prove that I can play in the highest league and um, I want to prove that there's a lot more people back home that can do that. Um, so yeah, that's it's, it's more like a, um, you have to come over here to do those um, kind of things because uh, back home um, the football is just not the same. And what are some of the biggest changes from playing football in Austria 
versus here in the States? Obviously, there's um, way more people playing the sport over here. So coaches um, or organizations have a much broader range of athletes to pick from. Um, back home, if you run a 4-3, you are the god. <laughs> um, but because like back home, people rather play soccer because okay. like other sports where they can earn more money. But over here, if you're on a 4-3, you're probably a premier athlete, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get to the NFL because there's so many other people. So I think that's obviously a big change, the the size and speed of people. But I would say the biggest difference is just the um, years of competition everyone over here had against premier athletes and against good coaching. So I think that's what we to uh, kind of close the gap because we do have good athletes. Obviously, like humans are the same everywhere. Everybody can have good athletes. Um, but like the coaching and experience level, competition level, um, just has to come closer to America. Mm-hmm. What drew you to football? Um, that's actually a funny story. So when I was a kid, I was really undecisive of, of what I want to do. Um, and my best friend ever since I was, I can remember really, his dad grew up in the States, in Florida, because his dad was a cook or something. Um, and he's a huge America fan. He like he watches baseball all the time, football all the time. Okay. Um, so he put his son into flag football. I was his best friend. I was looking for a sport. I went to flag football. And then after a year, I got bored. And I was like, so this is not the real football, right? Um, and then I went and played the real, real football with the Vienna Vikings. And ever since, um, I played football. That's excellent. <laughs> you just wanted to hit somebody, huh? Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to try this, the, the, the real thing out. But then when I got the pads on, and the helmets you know back home it was um i don't know probably like the 1970s over here when i started playing football you, you had the hard oh. foam helmets and stuff because you yeah. we don't have manufacturers back home so we buy the cheap stuff from over here because it's super expensive to play football back home because okay. nobody pays the stuff for yeah. you yeah. so my mom was like so this costs a thousand bucks right now so you better play the sport for more than a year <laughs> um so yeah, and we had those Oklahoma drills and stuff going oh, on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I experienced my first year of football. But it was fun, I guess, maybe because I was one of the taller ones. It was fun for me, but um, yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> what uh, what uh, what are some of the fun things to do in Austria? Like, if somebody were to come to you saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go visit wherever." Where, what would you point them to? Oof. Um, I mean, Vienna is a big city. Yep. Um, um, I feel like every big city has a ton of stuff to do. I guess it depends on what he wants to do. You can eat really good. You can eat. Okay, um, what's the what's the Viennese what's, cuisine? What's the um, what's the go-to cuisine? Give me the go-to, uh, so, go-to order for you if you're going back home. First meal. If I were to take you, okay. I would eat something. I would not eat every day, or I would not be like, hey, I want to eat this right now. Yeah. Um, which is called a stelze. Okay. Which is a basically the leg of a pig. Okay. Um, and they fry it all around so it's really crusty gotcha. and crispy um, and you eat it with um, like horseradish and stuff so you don't really have anything else on your plate but the um, pig uh, leg <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's stelze. that's a that's that's what we would eat okay yeah. okay okay and, and soccer was just not your thing um, yeah was tried that, it out the biggest sport right no I mean everybody plays soccer back home I played it in school until I was 16 17 with the school 
school team okay. which was more like fun like we yeah. didn't have practice or anything um, but in every like school break or something you would play soccer instead of basketball or football yeah. so yeah everybody plays it I enjoyed playing it just when I was growing up and when I was young eight or seven when I first wanted to play soccer mm -hmm. I just didn't like the coach so I was like no mom I'm not I'm not doing this and she was like okay <laughs> and then we tried out swimming uh, basketball handball okay. I, I don't think anybody over here plays no. handball no. <laughs> um, but it's big back home I tried that out um, but then I got stuck with uh, football okay okay, okay. Yeah, that is a plethora of sports you've tried yeah. Yeah. quite the gambit yeah. <laughs> all right um, in your time now with the Cardinals who would you say you've leaned on the most during your journey here I think there's um, like players every year there's players especially in the tight end room that I leaned on um, I think the first two years or probably the first year was Max Williams okay. probably always the older oldest guy in the room to be honest first year Max Williams second year Segers third year um, Joe, um, Jeff Swain Yep, yep. With with Jeff though, I, I feel like he was the the closest to me, kind of also like how he thinks and how he speaks, how he acts, just as a person. So I think I connected with him the most, and yeah, he was he was really kind. Like you don't, he doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have mm -hmm. to teach me anything. Or so it's really um, I appreciate it a lot, and um, he did it from his heart, I think, and he wanted to teach all of us. And yeah, that's something really um, valuable, uh, especially for players like me or young players so yeah I would say those those three guys but I connected the most with Jeff okay okay where do you feel like you've grown the most as a player and, and just in, in in that span I mean obviously there's a lot of guys a lot of influence you've had there's two coaching regimes now so I guess yeah just where where we've, do you think you've grown the most I would say blocking for sure so when I grow up I played the quarterback as I said and receiver so I never had to block anyone or at least never had to block anyone my size um, <laughs> so when I first came over here um, I couldn't block really well but that's the role I got put in because of the way I look um, so that was a struggle my first year but then my second year I felt like I was getting really good at it um, and now I feel comfortable doing it and um, I accepted it as my role even though I always was like no I can't catch the ball too <laughs> and stuff like that but um, it's something you have to do first um, in order to get the ball which is fine um, and I enjoy doing it I enjoy the physical um, side of it I enjoy the technical side of it because I never thought about that um, before doing it mm -hmm. um, but it's really technical detailed um, and and yeah, it happens so quick, which makes it um, really uh, interesting. Because if you step wrong once, yeah. uh, then you probably lost the rep yeah, already. You had, yeah, you had one heck of a guy to learn from in Swain. That was, yeah. I mean, that dude's a blocking fool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing a great job. Um, and he's one of those guys, he, he said it a lot um, to us. Even though he's not at his peak um, uh, physical uh, level or performance mm -hmm. uh, anymore, Um he just knows how to get into people and he talked a lot about leverage and um, torque um, and angles so um, a lot of good stuff to learn from yeah uh, your tight ends coach said that he 100% believes you could play in the NFL I just what does it mean to, to I guess get to know him now because it's a whole new squad and and just hearing that and knowing that you've got the backing of your coaching staff just you got to get there 
Yeah, um, that that's been the story the last three years. Um, I, I felt like um, um, it means a lot to hear those words because um, you don't always hear those mm -hmm. words, and uh, they don't have to say um, that stuff. Um, so it kind of. Um, uh, you know, represents what work I put in, um, but it's been kind of the story the last three years because um, I felt like I could play. Yeah. Um, they told me I could play, um, but yeah, the time just hasn't come. But um, it will eventually. So, um, as I said, I'm working hard to get ready, um, and when the situation, when the opportunity arises, um, that I am ready. You got a new head coach this year, yep. Jonathan Gannon, and he also had high praise for mm -hmm. your performance. What would you say is the biggest change between now his regime in his first year? Mm -hmm. um, um, I thought about this a lot, and I don't know if it's because it's his first year, um, and I never experienced the first year of mm -hmm. Kingsbury. Um, but I've, the biggest change for me from what I ex experienced is the um, uh, willingness to make mistakes. It, I don't know. I feel like it's a more the the culture and the climate in the in the facility is more like we are here to teach you. Um, the people we have um, we want to make better obviously there's going to be some changes in the roster and stuff like that but the people we have in this room we want to make better and we want to teach them coach them um, so I feel like that, that's that been a big thing also between players um, I just feel the culture around like learning and getting better changed um, and as I said I don't know if it's because it's the first year and expect expectations weren't that high mm -hmm. um, but I thought that was really good. Um, also, he has a really good feel of how to talk to the team and how to get the team together. I, I felt like even in the last week, um, we were connected as a team. We were trying to win every game, even though... Um, you know, people said it doesn't matter anymore, um, and I think that's um, an accomplishment for the head coach because um, that's really what he's trying to do. So yeah, I think um, he's just a good person um, as a leader, and um, the culture he put in is I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, sticking with that, what about a guy like Kyler Murray? It seemed like when he came back from his injury, he was working a lot with the practice squad guys more than the the active roster at least during the open portion that I could see him. Yeah. Uh, how was it? Did you get any more time than you usually got with him? And how was it just kind of seeing him from afar just kind of get back to his status? Um, yeah, no, um, that is true. I, I think he had like a um, period where he practiced already but didn't play like mm -hmm. two weeks or something. And that's where he took all the reps with the um, scout scout yep, team. Yep. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, I never had those that many reps with Kyler I had a couple in preseason um, with him and the ones the years before but never a two-week period only <laughs> Kyler um, so that was cool and it's it's interesting how, how you can see the difference how quick or easy you can feel and see the difference between him and other quarterbacks even though it's just cards he just knows when to put the ball somewhere and the timing is just better the balls are probably more catchable most of the time so um, yeah, it's just a different level, um, mm -hmm. and it's good to experience. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What would you say you learned the most from that two-week period with Kyler? Oh, um, 
what I learned the most is just expecting the ball a little sooner because okay. um, um, I think that's what a good quarterback does. He just throws the ball whenever, like on time. Um, sometimes in scout team, it's hard to do that because you don't know the timing of the play because it's not your play most of the time. Um, but yeah, he did a good job of that. I think that's that's what I learned the most. Yeah. And what about your fellow tight end, Trey McBride? How about seeing that? Trey seeing McBride. His whole season kind of come up and explode like it did. What, what was your thought about his his uh, campaign this year? Yeah, no, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Trey. Um, I experienced him since his rookie year, and he kind of struggled sometimes in his rookie year, which is, um, I guess, because it's his rookie year. Um, but people were kind of speaking down on him, and like you could hear all different stuff about bust and stuff like that. But um, I knew how much work he put in and how um, disciplined he was. He didn't get any let anything of this get to his head. So I wasn't, I was never worried, and I knew whenever he gets a chance, um, he would make the most of it and when Zach went down um, he did exactly that so I was really proud of him because um, I knew he could do it but mm-hmm. it's another thing to actually do it right in that moment because um, yeah who knows what happens if he doesn't catch the first ball right. they throw him um, whenever he's in there so um, yeah I never doubted him but I'm happy it worked out for him that way did you did you notice maybe his confidence took another level was that maybe yes. the biggest change from year yeah. one too? Um, yes, especially once he started playing good in the second year um, or this past year. Um, you could see how he changed um, on the field. He was like, he was talking to the people and he was like, <laughs> you can't guard me. Um, so, yeah, he for sure had a confidence boost, which is super important because yeah. um, um, on a 50-50 ball, that's probably what wins you the ball. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I was happy to see that. What do you think about his hurting? Hurdling abilities. Oh, he, he did that <laughs> way too many times. <laughs> yeah. Now he got hops, but I guess if you do it too often, nobody gets surprised by it. But and bad things hey, happen if you do it too many hey, times. <laughs> if it's his move, keep keep doing it, Trey. <laughs> did you notice before the season started that he could sort of be this breakout candidate for the Cardinals? Yeah, we all knew. Um, he had he he got good hands. Um, he's fast. He's athletic. He's smart um so he had all the traits and uh, that's why he was the first titan taken in that year so um we all knew he's a good titan he just um you know it just didn't work out for him um yet um but we knew that when he once he got the, gets the chance um he will do well and he did exactly that so hats off to him what's the uh when you look at the titans room as a whole what's kind of the personality that you guys have um as a whole um i don't know i feel like we were a good mix of um people but as a whole probably just funny um i don't know comedians okay, okay. <laughs> I, I don't i don't know um no we who's had a good fun, who's the funniest guy in the room um other than you <laughs> other than me um so the most chokes we heard from blake okay um I don't know if it were the best jokes, <laughs> but uh, most jokes from Blake. Um, f- yeah, I-, I would say Blake is pretty funny. 
coach is actually pretty funny too okay um so yeah no but it was a relaxed group you could talk about anything and cool. i feel like we were super tight this year um which is um the most important thing about any position group i feel like yeah a hundred percent well i think we got to talk a little bit of nfl playoffs you want to talk some playoffs mm -hmm. <laughs> who you got let's uh, start let's start with the afc championship game first we got Baltimore, Kansas City. Well, I got Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like Baltimore looks super strong the last weeks. Yep. Um, so it's going to take a lot to um, beat them. Um, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but um, I'm sorry on this one. But I feel like the Ravens are just really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how about the NFC side of things? Um, Niners, a team you know pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Lions. Yeah. Um, I think that's a closer one. Um, I don't know. The Niners been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, the Lions just been steamrolling people, um, but slowing down a little bit too the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but um, if the Lions can keep it going, um, they could make it, but have you guys heard about this uh, conspiracy thing with, with the with the colors the on the logo? Yes. <laughs> so if you believe that, okay. it's gonna be 49ers Ravens, okay. right? Yep, so yep. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Um, uh, yeah, but I could see the Lions win it too. Because what? It's been the last like two years. It's been the same colors. Mm -hmm. as the, yeah, 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 last two or three, something <laughs> like that. But yeah, I, I would, I would, I would, I would like to see the Lions because Segarch just went there. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would like to have him on another Super Bowl. But um, yeah. Let's see if the conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Do you talk to Zach a lot? Uh, not anymore. No, when he was here, um, we we talked a little bit, but um, yeah, not not as not as much right now. Okay, okay. And then big game. If we're if you're saying what, you're gonna put Lions and Ravens together, or are you going Niners? I'm going Niners. Okay. He's leaning into big, big conspiracy. Okay, yeah, big yeah, conspiracy guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, who's it gonna be at the big game then? Um, I still have the Ravens. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like, yeah, Lamar Ravens. Lamar just Lamar? Yeah, not just Lamar. Their defense is really good. Um, the offense, he has a lot of weapons. Likely he's playing really good. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. The, the way they're playing, the way they're confident right now, as we talked about, um, it's just different. I feel like the 49ers have been struggling a little bit, but... Um, it's it's the playoffs. It's a Super Bowl. Anybody can win. It's gonna be a tight game for sure, and uh, we'll see. But I would like to win Lamar one, so um, we'll see. Yeah. What uh, what do you have planned for for the game? Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be there. Um, if not, um, I'm just gonna be here enjoying uh, the game, having good food, help hopefully, <laughs> um, good company. Um, but yeah, laid back, nothing Any crazy. Pigs legs. Any what? Pigs legs. Oh no, I haven't seen them around <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Maybe some chicken wings and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Who's uh? If would you go to like a teammate's house or something? Who's who's got the best uh, spread for if you if you go hang out with anybody on the team? The best spread of food spread of food spread of anything house whatever it is oh um i watched a game at jeff's um 
We had good food. I brought some food. He had some food. Um, What'd you bring? I brought some schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was uh, Thanksgiving, and I felt okay. like it was. We I had to bring something, and I I brought some schnitzel. It wasn't the best though, because I couldn't find. You know how you have to find like super thin sliced uh, meat. I couldn't okay. find it, and I couldn't cut it really good myself. <laughs> so we didn't have the premium Viennese schnitzel, but it's it was all right. Was they liked though. it. They enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to next season, the NFL has expanded their international games. Do you mm -hmm. think that gives people in your position more opportunity to come over to the States and be introduced to football? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, because it's always different if you see an NFL game or a local game. Um, it's just so different. I haven't experienced myself because I wasn't back home um, when they had the Germany games and I, I never got to see a London game. Um, but I just heard the streets are just streets are filled with like NFL merch and like they put their houses there and uh, bring mascots over and wow. their broadcasters and stuff like that. So it's just like a big media event and the people are just flowing there and uh, the more people know about football the more people are gonna gravitate to playing football um, so I think that's that's really important um, but it's also just the first step because at the end of the day you need some um, actual like uh, help with building teams building youth teams telling them how to do stuff maybe bring coaches over and stuff like that so um, there's more to that but what else can they do than have more international games? That's a really good, really good thing they want to do there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think in the next five years we'll be talking about more international players in the NFL? I strongly believe so. Yes. Um, um, yeah, we we have a good league going home, going on back home, which is trying to. Um, bring together all of Europe uh, so it's the best teams of Europe and not just any country because uh, in Europe you have a lot of countries almost mm -hmm. like states over here so mm -hmm. if you have only the countries it's um, one good team two good teams per country usually and the rest just isn't as good um, so if you bring the whole bring Europe together um, it's a lot of good teams and the competition rises and maybe if the NFL decides to put some money into this league um, it could be a better version of NFL Europe back in the day because um, it's more homegrown players than um, actual American players. Um, but yeah, it's it's a long road. I don't know about five years. Um, I hope there's going to be more people over here. Um, but I hope in the long run, 10, 15 years, um, there's going to be some draft picks out of Europe, just like the NBA. And um, those, I feel like those are the big goals that the homegrown leagues, that you don't have to come over here, and that you just play back home. Um, the coaching is so good. The competition is so good that you just translate to over here. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I don't know if it's going to happen in 15 years, but um, that's what I wish for the future. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've got one more for you, man. And then we'll get you out of here, let you get back to the offseason, let you enjoy the off time. What kind of jump can this Cardinals team make next year, given the, the pieces you've got now, the pieces you might be adding in the offseason, who you've got as a head coach, as a GM, all of that, what you've seen this past year? Where do you think this team can go next year? Um, well, I feel like I said it last year, too. I, I feel like we are a really good we are a really good team. Um, I feel like 
so many games we lost by such a like little margin mm-hmm. um, if some of those early in the season turn out to be on our favor um, the whole season could be different because um, in the like you have to win those games in the league if you want to be in the playoffs or anything um, and sometimes you win them sometimes you don't but um, I felt like we were really close mm-hmm. this year um, which I think is remarkable anyways because we had the whole rebuild and stuff yeah um so and kylo wasn't playing half the year so um i I don't know i i feel like we could win 10 games um um but at the end of the day we'll have to see if we win those close ones um but i think um we are really good team and it's on us to prove um or to play good football cool cool Warren anything else from you no thank you for coming on alright I think that's going to do it for us Psycho thank you again for jumping on man we really appreciate it it was a great time chatting with you once again Tyler Drake right here Lauren Colville Psycho you can follow the Cardinals Corner Podcast at AZ Cards Corner on Twitter or X uh, you can follow Lauren <laughs> at Colville underscore Lauren you can follow me at T Drake for Sports Psycho yours is just B Psychovitz right uh, Psycho. okay there we go there we go so make sure you follow this guy and keep it locked on the Arizona Sports app ArizonaSports.com 98.7 as we keep bringing you more and more off-season coverage of the Cardinals and every other Arizona sports team you can think of and for Cardinals Corner I'm Tyler Drake